Good afternoon, everyone. This is episode 52 of the Off Topical Podcast. My name is Gardner. My name is Raven. And this episode, we're talking about the Windows Terminal app. We're talking about uh, litigious Larry and the reason ZFS isn't being included in the Linux kernel. And uh, we're just kind of talking, having a good time. Uh, it's going to be awesome. If you're not listening on the uh, on the website, head over to... If you're listening on the website, head over to Off Topical. If you're listening on YouTube, head over to offtopical.net. And uh, similarly, if you're listening on the website, head over to YouTube, youtube.com slash offtopical. And with that, let's get started. All right, uh, Raven, we have our first story today. Uh, have you heard about this, the ZFS and the Linux kernel? <clears throat> um, I haven't heard anything about Linus not wanting to put it in there. I remember, what was it, sometime last year, uh, Canonical and others were talking about adding ZFS support and, you know, well, everything else. Um, and I heard that Linux supported it. I don't use it personally. Um, yeah. But I did not know that they were going to actually put it in the kernel code. I feel like with the way Oracle is, I mean, look at what Oracle did to Java. I mean, Java's yeah. been GPL licensed for, what, over a decade? Maybe two decades? I don't know how long Oracle's... Uh, well, I don't know how long Java's been GPL, but I know it's been at least 10 to 15 years. And, I mean, look at look at what they did. You have to use OpenJDK now because of the new license and... It's like they're they're very willing to just change everything for their own benefit. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to look up when when Java came out as a open source project, but it doesn't say. But like the thing about that is like look at how they have treated uh, Google with the Android and Dalvik or whatever it was called. Um, Dalvik isn't part of Android anymore, is it? It's like pretty much gone now. Mm, I think for the most part, yeah, unless you're using like an older version. Also, side note, uh, 2006 is when they announced the OpenJDK project and everything. Mm. And that was when it was Sun Microsystems and Oracle bought them and they kept the practice up. And now OpenJDK is the test ground slash stable branch. And then Oracle has its Oracle stuff plus everything that's in OpenJDK. I don't fully really understand slash care the, about the differences but there it is i guess yeah <laughs> well i mean the thing is like we're we're at a point where you know I, I feel like open source is at a crossroads and i've heard a lot of people uh a lot of like linux personalities have have been talking about this where you know what is the definition of open source and what does it actually mean to have a free and open source project oh yeah like the um the fact is uh zfs or zfs i don't know how people want me to pronounce it and i don't really care zfs has uh, is under a common development distribution license that's owned by sun and it's technically open source but it's pretty much proprietary and uh the fact that like people want it included in the linux kernel you know if you want it in the linux kernel it's got to be it's got to be under a license that's compatible with the GPL. Yeah. I don't know how what CDDL sta uh, stances in regard to GPL, but uh, I don't think it's open source enough just from what I've read. And uh, the fact that like Ubuntu is like doing this, 
Linus basically said in this post uh, that if you're going to be using ZFS on Linux, he can't be responsible for it. These are kernel modules that aren't that he doesn't have control over. They're not part of the the, the Linux stack. And so if Ubuntu goes ahead and puts ZFS in it, you know what? They're on their own with that. That's up to them to support and maintain. Yeah. And um, I don't think you can blame them either. No. Uh, there is the Open ZFS project, um, which I think is probably maybe what Canonical might use. I'm not sure. It's a fork yeah. of it. Um, but I, I, I don't know how good it is. Again, I'm not really, you know, I'm not really too much into file systems and all. Um, like, I just don't have a use for something like ZFS. I, yeah, I know I it has a lot of neat features. The... I know that, but... Yeah, I don't even know what the features are. I just know that there are a lot of people who are really enthused about it. But, like, I mean, I'm looking at Wikipedia right now, and Mozilla said that the 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 CDDL is incompatible with the GPL. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to... Uh, I'm willing to take Mozilla's word on that. I mean, I'll have to read the license myself, but like GPL is pretty, uh, it's pretty, uh, it cares about your, your freedoms. And if the license doesn't, then it's pretty much incompatible with whatever license you're talking about. So I don't know. I, I think that this is the right take. Uh, basically what, what Linus said is that if he wants, if people want him to include it, they have to uh, get either chief legal counsel at Oracle or uh, the Larry, uh, what's his name? The guy running Larry, where, where am I? Litigious Larry is a much better name for him to be fair. Yeah. Larry Ellison he has to sign off on it. That either the chief legal counsel at Oracle or Larry Ellison themselves have I to sign off. I would demand both signatures, the current CEO and the uh, Oracle legal team to sign off that, you know, Linux has permission to implement the zfs for now and the foreseeable future yeah for real i mean it would have to be like an in perpetuity thing yeah because like even if you look at like i mean uh torvald's even cited the fact that um you know oracle is suing google over java and it's like open zfs while it's while it's open source zfs isn't and they own the patents on zfs so it's like (laughs) <laughs> you know, that's just opening them up for, uh, well, one of the reasons why Google used Java in the first place is because of the GPL. So yeah. that's what, that's what makes it so bad is, you know, I'm interested to see where that case goes. Cause you know, I'm not really the biggest fan of Google. Everyone who listens to this podcast knows that. Right. But I just, I don't feel like they did anything wrong, but you know, maybe Oracle can prove otherwise. I mean, well, the thing is, um, you don't have to prove much when you you know you're talking about computers because a lot of judges don't know anything about computers or how programming works or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, but they still have to prove that they violated the GPL, right? Or they violated Oracle's license, and that that doesn't really require computers. That just involves reading the license and then looking at what Google did. And if they can prove that, then you know I'm fine yeah. with whatever the judge rules. But on the other hand, I'm also kind of like, you know, Oracle's kind of shitting on Google, but Google is one of the reasons why Java is so popular in the first place. Yeah. Like Java was popular to begin with, but thanks to Android, Java is insanely popular. Right. 
like and Minecraft made Java popular. It's like Oracle kind of reminds me of like a really rich guy who just doesn't know anything about anything anymore. Yeah. And then he's like got all this money and then someone picks up a penny and he's like, oh, my God, I'm going to kill you. That is my penny. Yeah. Give me my penny back. You just stole from me. Like on the one yeah. hand. Yeah. Google's a big company and all. But on the other hand, the mutual benefit that they both receive from each other far outweighs this messy, ugly fight over Java because the the switch yeah. the switch for the Oracle license really, in my opinion, like from my experience with people that I know, it made people not want to use Java anymore. People that use it at companies where they have to use Java, uh, a lot of my friends have just used OpenJDK and some have completely just left. They went to C-sharp because, I mean, it works and it's MIT licensed. So, well, yeah. Mono and uh, .NET Core are and they're soon going to be I believe Core will eventually be the reigning king of the three. Mm -hmm. Anyway, point is more that I just, I, I don't know. I just, I, I just, I'm blown away that it's like shooting your, it's like cutting your own foot off and then being yeah. mad at the world that your foot's cut off. It's strange. Right. Well, the thing is too about the, the Google and Oracle lawsuit is that like Google didn't do anything wrong. And if uh, it's ruled that they that they were at fault if they're ruled, you know, like as if they stole the IP of, uh, I mean, it's, it's basically going to like make programming a lot harder. Like it's going to kind of, huh? For Java, for sure. Cause no one's going to trust for Java Oracle anymore. But the fact is like, I mean, it's going to set a bad precedent and stuff like what's going to happen if, uh, if Microsoft is like, you know what, we actually don't like what Wine is doing. Um, yeah, yeah that's going to be a big deal. I mean, if if the precedent is set that Oracle owns the IP, and like anyone who imitates uh, what what Java does, well, you know that then they're in contempt of the, or in violation of the IP. Well, then Microsoft would have a legal grounds to sue the Wine project. Sort of. I mean. Are, um. I think from, I really think that that's going to happen. From <laughs> my understanding, well, Steve Ballmer was in charge when Wine was a thing, and he didn't do anything about Wine, so I don't I don't really think Wine's going to go anywhere. Um, I well, mean, if the Steve, fact if that Steve like, Ballmer didn't kill it, I don't think anyone else is going to kill it because. But the fact that like it's included in Steam, I mean, like that doesn't matter. That's a big deal. So long I as they know. obey Wine's license, it actually doesn't matter how it's packaged. Because that's the big issue here is Oracle is arguing that Google broke the, the GPL. So, you know, or they broke Oracle's license. They broke a license agreement, essentially. So my question is, is like, did Oracle... Because, like, you know, if you have the GPL, so Google has to release all the code. Well, all the code for Android is available. So I'm not really sure what they broke. Like, you know, like... You know, it'd be really stupid if, like, there was, like, a 1.0 version of Android and then someone had accidentally left in some Oracle-specific API and this is what we're fighting over. That wouldn't really affect much, though, because, you know, you could only claim it for, you know, the very early versions of Android. But if they're claiming it for all, I, like, I just don't see it. Like, I actually just don't see how Oracle plans to win this. I mean, obviously, this is a battle to who has, whoever has the bigger lawyer, but, or the better lawyer, rather, I should say. But um, I, I, I don't know. I just don't see it. Because from my understanding, 
Oracle is claiming that Google stole their IP, and I assume by that they mean their API for Java, but, you know, again, I go back to its GPL, and if they release the source code, then they didn't violate anything. So, it's, it just seems weird to me. I mean, it's a very typical Oracle move, though. So, yeah. you know, but I mean, it doesn't mean they win. Personally, I would just throw it out. But, you know, again, you'd have to look at the evidence. And I haven't been following the case very well because I don't like Oracle or Google. So I don't really care. Yeah. And I don't work with Java anymore. So I care even but less. Like, I feel like the fact that um, this is about APIs, it's not even about like the... Uh, it's not about the license, really. It's about the f- well, like, imitating how an API works. It's, like, it's because Java includes, you know, it's like the .NET framework. It includes a whole bunch of stuff. Not everything in the Java uh, JDK is GPL. And that's the whole point right. of OpenJDK. So if you use Oracle's JDK, you have, quote unquote, Oracle stuff in there. I'm not really sure which is which, to be totally frank, but that's what that seems to be what they're arguing is that that's what Google stole, and I just okay, I, I just I mean Google's huge, like I can't imagine someone in their legal team would have missed that, right? For you know, or or you know, it's Oracle not accepting the fact that their Java platform is, you know, GPL and people can do it and they're suing anyway, which is completely valid. I mean, you're welcome to do it. It's just, you have to be able to prove that you did it. Right. And I mean, literally all this is doing is killing Java. And that's all they've done for like the past two years, in my opinion, It's just kill Java. They don't like Java anymore, which is weird because Java should make them a lot of money. No, not, not not just that. Even if it doesn't make it money for them directly, it makes it indirectly. You know, it's a good product for Oracle to own and control. It'd be a shame to see Java just die because Oracle's a bunch of assholes. Yeah. But hey, whatever. I mean, you could continue <laughs> to use the OpenJDK version forever and maintain it forever. Just never improve it or merge with any of the other stuff. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to this. I think that it's the right move to not include. GFS. Absolutely, don't trust Oracle like that. <laughs> like that is yeah. absolutely hands down the best move in my opinion is to just not trust Oracle because you know as we were talking about, I mean, Java has been GPL since 2006. I don't yeah. think the first release was until early 2007, but they announced it in 2006, and um, you know. I'm sure they had test versions back then. So my right. point, I guess I'm getting at is they did that with Java. Like, I mean, imagine what they'll do with ZFS or anything else they own. Like, can you imagine if Oracle was like, we're going to give uh, Oracle database to everyone for free. Mm-hmm. Just buy our hardware and you can run it. Yeah. Year later, everyone owes those license now. Yeah. That sounds like that, 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 that. Pretty much to me, <laughs> that's what this Oracle versus Google thing kind of, kind of feels like. It, it feels like Oracle just wants money for something that you know they they didn't do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's what a lot of companies that just they don't develop anything. They just go and. <laughs> uh, you know, I sue, that, but buy they stuff? just sue. They like they buy they buy intellectual property, 
you know, and then they have the copyrights and the patents, and they and they just sue people for it. So you know, for infringing it, it's like on Wikipedia, uh, um, their dis- the dispute is between uh, around the Java API, which are owned by Google. I'm oh, sorry, Oracle. My bad, Oracle. Yeah. Um, and Google has admitted to using the APIs and has since transitioned Android to a copyright unburdened engine, but claims their original use of the API was within fair use. So I'm not really sure um, what they used at all. Uh, it's strange. Yeah. It's going to the Supreme Court. That is nuts. Yeah. Well, See, that's, that's where it'll like, have such if, huge ramifications is if the Supreme Court rules on it. You know, if it was a lower court, it would just be two large companies having a, you know, a smack fest against each other. But, right. you know, but it'll be interesting because, I mean, it'll depend on the language as well. Like, just because the Supreme Court rules on it, their language will, like, how they choose to rule will be the big deciding factor. Um and it, but if the Supreme Court rules that GPL is valid for that, that'll that'll be the first time ever that GPL has ever been argued in the Supreme Court. Yeah, and that'll but like if they rule, stone. if they rule though that Google is at fault by uh, imitating API calls, I mean that's kind of a huge deal in the other way. Like that would make like any open source implementation of proprietary libraries. Uh, a violation of copyright or patents. Yeah, I mean, that's the, uh, that's the scary thing. It's it's um, it's interesting. Um, hmm. Yeah. See, it's scary, dude. Well, the the problem is is um, Dalvik was a clean room implementation of Java, wasn't it? Right. And it was made by the so. Apache Software Foundation. So, I mean, uh, I don't know. That's, 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 that's really interesting. Fortunately, the yeah. Supreme Court is quite a bit smarter than most of the lower courts for the most part. Um, yeah. Mostly because they have longer time to rule. I mean, they have as long as they want, really. Um, you know, they don't, they don't really answer to anyone else. So, it's not like they have to hurry up if they don't want to. Um, yeah. Oh, it's not going to the Supreme Court, actually. I'm, Wait, I'm it's looking not? now. No, uh, Google petitioned to try to get it to the Supreme Court, and um, the Supreme Court didn't want to hear it. Oh. They're still they're still arguing over it though. Jeez, and they've been fighting over it since <laughs> 2010. Yeah. You know what blows me away is right. So. If, if they started fighting over it in 2010, that means Google would have moved Dalvik away from that stuff back in 2010. So yeah. Oracle can't sue for eight, eight, almost $9 billion worth of damage because Android did not make that much money by 2010. So, right. you know, and I, I think that's I think that's that's where the big problem is coming in. Um Because uh, in the in the first case, um the judge ruled that Google did violate it, but that it was only up to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of damage because it was like, uh, it was one function and eight security files. Hmm. And they already both agreed to zero dollars 
his statutory damages. So you can't can't roll on that one anymore. You already agreed to it. So I don't. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's going to keep going. Yeah, it's interesting. I I want to uh, I want to know. I just want this to be resolved because it it gives me like it'll like, it'll get resolved nights. in like twenty <laughs> years from now. Yeah, I mean it's right. already been ten years and it's still not resolved. So yeah, I, it might not go anywhere at all. I think I think what it is 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 Oracle is just a bunch of assholes. Like Google yeah. sucks, but Oracle's just being a dick in this particular case, in my opinion. Like yeah. I know you have to defend your trademarks and stuff because you'll lose your copyright, but at this point, like you can't keep upping the damage count. When Oracle, because, you know, once Oracle stops using what you're claiming they used, you know, you can't get them for anything in the future. So, yeah, any future sold devices. So, yeah, I don't know. For me, that just seems weird. And as far as I'm aware, I think they're moving away from Java. So, like, completely. Yeah. So, good job, Oracle. Good job, Oracle. <laughs> Nobody wants to use your technology, Oracle, you Freaking losers! All right. Anyway, what do you language, guys think about this story? Language. I know, right? I gotta language. I gotta, like, watch myself. Right? I know, right? If Lunduk was here, he'd be like, "Language, young man." <laughs> uh, yeah. I miss Lunduk. He's not on Twitter anymore. I do miss Lunduk as well. He was so joyful uh, and happy compared to everyone else. Yeah. Um, he's still on YouTube though. He's still doing his thing. He's just not on Twitter. Yeah, but I but, can't message him anymore. I want to know what you guys think. Let us know in the show notes, forum.heavyelement.io, what you think about uh, ZFS not being included in the Linux kernel. Let us know what you think about the Google v. Oracle uh, situation. Or send us an email, show it off topical.net. <laughs> mm, nice. Uh, all right. The next story, Raven, uh, we have, uh, we're talking about Microsoft's Windows Terminal. Have you had a chance to play around with this thing? I have, actually. Yeah. I, I gave it a, I gave it a shot. Um, I'm kind of impressed, to be totally honest. Like, um, Me too. Like, I like the CRT implement, um, what is it, the, the... Filter? Yeah, I like that. I know there's, you, there's you, a, there's a couple terminals... It? Uh, isn't it out? Was it, or was I using the, something else? The CRT is not... Uh, I don't think the filters are out yet. I think they come next week. Oh, you know what? I wonder if they're... I wonder if they're in the Insider build. Oh, yeah, okay. So, I had a chance to play uh, with it. I have a Windows 10 VM uh, on my desktop rig. And uh, I actually installed it... it and I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty interesting. Now, basic like right now, like it only has PowerShell or the command or like command prompt. Um, I tried PowerShell. I'm not super familiar with PowerShell. I don't know. I'm, I mean, it's not. It's terrible. You can just say yeah. It. It's, it's not terrible. great. It's not just great. Say it. <laughs> but uh, but it it is cool because like I was able to be like. Hey, uh, hey, Carl, we're working on this website together. How about you log in uh, over SSH? And I thought he was going to have to download, like, Putty or something. But, you know, PowerShell, you can do SSH in yeah, PowerShell. Yeah, and Windows 10 includes PowerShell, so. Yeah. Which is really yeah, nice. It, 
it's like wow okay and then so the terminal app though the terminal thing is actually pretty cool because um instead of just doing powershell it you can also use uh shells that are available in uh like linux distros that you're that are using the linux subsystem for windows yeah um, so that's really awesome i mean I, i'm so correct me if i'm wrong but linux subsystem for windows isn't virtualization right Okay, it's it's legit like an actual Linux kernel running alongside the Windows kernel. Uh, yes, from my understanding, it is anyway. Yeah, I don't okay. really use it because I just use Linux. So, right, I I don't I haven't used it much either, but I I've played around with it and I thought it was pretty neat. <clears throat> uh, but the the fact that you can like have multiple shells open the the PowerShell and like Ubuntu shell or whatever, um, that's yeah, pretty pretty that pretty cool. <laughs> it you know honestly it's high time that Microsoft builds like a proper Unixy terminal to replace PowerShell and Command Prompt. Yeah, like oh, to yeah. just just it needs it. Um, obviously, they need they should just adopt all of the Linux commands because PowerShell, yeah. in my opinion, just sucks, and no amount right. of anything will change that. Sorry. How how would you handle like lettered drives though in a in a Unix type shell that's my question <laughs> that's up for them to figure out that's like i'm not sitting here figuring out stuff i guess i guess what they should do is just drop windows and just switch to linux there we go yeah Problem solved. oh I, I completely agree that would solve yeah. everything i mean really at this point all microsoft has to do since i just open source.net open source gdi open source DirectX, yeah open source um Ugh. uwp and yeah. a lot of the other stuff we just don't need like uwp is actually really nice for those of you who hate microsoft and have maybe never used it as far as like from a development standpoint it's a it's a bit of a pain to work with because the development environment is a little like oh this is so many files <laughs> files everywhere um yeah but it's a really clean api it's, it's very nice. nice like they they put work into it Especially if you've ever used Win32 before, it's like night and day difference. You know, it's kind of like, in a way, it's kind of like going from X11 to Wayland. Like, it's clean, oh, really? it's modern. Yeah, well, you know, you think about it, you know, Win32 is ancient, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I watched a video the other day of a guy who um, was able to install Windows 95 Plus Pack on Windows 10, and the theme switcher in the plus pack was actually still able to modify some of the windows 10 colors and settings yeah nothing's changed that's Nothing also has changed that's also why windows 10 has so many security bugs because they're yeah. carried around 25 year old garbage with them <laughs> for real like you want to know the that? real reason why linux is more secure or mac os is more secure we abandon <laughs> old stuff like yeah x11 you know, the whole X system is still ancient, but it's updated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, gutted every now and then. When Microsoft right. is like, I mean, my God, like, look, if you have 32-bit, um, like, if you have, like, a really old game, as long as it's 32-bit and it has a software render, like a proper software render, mm -hmm. not some stupid Sims DirectX 8 software render, <laughs> but it's running inside of DirectX 8, of smack, smack you, Maxis. Um... <laughs> It'll pretty much work, yeah. like, anywhere. In fact, The Sims actually technically still works on Windows. 
You just have to disable like a security thing because, you know, the original Sims or that or install a uh, crack copies because, you know, you got you got to disable the uh, the the DRM that's inside of it because Windows no longer supports it. So it can't boot. But Mm. point is, like Windows is a testament to someone building something and supporting it for 25 plus years. (laughs) Yeah. And all the problems that are associated with that. Yeah, it's more like 30, though, right? Because of DOS. like there's Well, they don't like... support the DOS stuff anymore, because most of the DOS stuff is 16-bit. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. You yeah, can yeah. have 32-bit DOS programs, but since it relies on DOS stuff, it just doesn't work. Right. Okay, fine. But hell, <laughs> I mean, 25 years. It's been 20... It's This year will be the 25th anniversary of Windows 95. R- really? Yeah. Came out in, it came out in I thought it came out in 94, man. Eh, maybe it did. Who cares? <laughs> I'm going to look it up now. Yeah, look it up for me so I can correct it. It was statement. available. Oh, no, yeah, I was right. I mean, you, you were right. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're you darn right. right. I was right. Yeah. <laughs> August 15th, 1995. Yeah. You know, I Dang. actually like the older versions of Windows, like the old, old me versions too. of Windows. I think yeah. XP was probably the last version of Windows I even remotely liked. I mean, yeah. I used Vista because, well, I mean, I couldn't use XP because there wasn't a 64-bit version of XP. And for all of you going, but there is a 64-bit version of XP. No. For anyone who's ever used it, it barely has driver support. You can't use it. No. It's not really it, yeah, very it's useful. Garbage. And anyone who's ever used it for any length of time is ridiculous because, I mean, it, it just didn't have good driver support. It did exist, though, and it worked just fine. It was pretty cool, actually. I, yeah. I ran it for quite a while, like a year or so, actually. And then I couldn't get driver support anymore. Anyway... Um, you know, with the new machine, I couldn't get drivers for it. That that was mm-hmm. the sucky part about 64-bit. That and Microsoft dropped it. Um, but Vista, I switched to because you know 64-bit and college and stuff. Um, yeah. still running Linux, you know, dual booter, dual booter at the time. You know, gotta gotta boot into my awesome Ubuntu with GNOME 2 when it actually was awesome. Ah, the good old days. Anyway, mm. um. But like Windows ninety eight, I loved Windows ninety eight. That in two thousand professional was really nice. Mm. Me can go to hell. Me, you know, I I have like um, you need to down like a bottle of antibiotics after you see me. <laughs> well, so when I was a kid, my my alcohol. cousin was a PC gamer, and he um, his dad bought a, a new PC, and it came with Windows ME on it, and I was like. Yep. Dude, these icons look so good. I, I've always been an icon nerd. I love icons. I love and the I old the, pixel art icons too. Me too. Yeah, I'm a sucker for pixel art icons. Mm, Haiku um, OS, man. Oh yeah. Oh man, Haiku, dude. Um, BOS and Mac OS Nine are my favorite icon sets. You know, I actually like Mac OS Nine. I do too. Mac OS Nine is awesome. It's really, really cool. You ever used a uh, Amiga? Amiga's pretty good as well if you've ever used. I it. have never used an Amiga, and I, I, I've I been have, told time and time again I need to. I have an Amiga, and oh. I recently fixed one up, and it runs Amiga three. Yeah, it's very fun to use. Anyway, I'm sorry. Continue, sir. I don't remember what I was saying anymore. <laughs> You're <laughs> we were talking about old operating systems. Pixel art but is yeah. amazing and wonderful. Pixel art is awesome. Yes, I am working on uh, some cool stuff with some pixel art, and uh, that's all I'm going to say right now. 
but uh it's pretty cool it's a it's a website if you didn't if you were wondering it's a website of course but, it's a website coding <laughs> javascript yes i do Ugh. i love javascript you shame right. me you shame me javascript you bring is shame like to this house so much fun dude Next time you come so home, great. I'm just going to stand there and I'm just going to splash water over your face and be like, be gone, you vile demon. <laughs> How did we get on this? We were talking about... Uh, you brought terminal. up JavaScript. That's why we got on that. I didn't bring up JavaScript. You brought up JavaScript. <clears throat> I was just letting everyone know what you use. <laughs> JavaScript is great. Uh, so it's cutting off my foot, but you don't see me doing it. Uh, that does not make sense. Exactly. <laughs> Now they're just using <laughs> JavaScript. Uh, You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, what were we talking? Okay, so we're talking about the Windows terminal that we are. Sir. Um, so they're t- so they just are rolling out pretty soon some new effects, some like to give it a retro style, and uh, in the retro show notes term I is said, better. yes, I said they're ripping off retro term. Um, I use retro term. A cool retro term because it's cool retro term turns into CRT if you abbreviate it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's pretty. But it's I pretty just call nifty. it retro term because adding that one extra bit is just too much work. CRT. Yeah, I love it, man, dude. <laughs> I, I love cool retro term. Uh, yeah. It hasn't gotten updates in a while, but I mean, what more can it honestly do? It's a terminal, like right. You know, like people still build it and maintain it for. You know. Yeah, basically, people only really seem to update it when they need to. Yeah, you can get um, you can get it through uh, a snap package or a flat pack. Did you yep. know that? Yeah, I have the uh, flat pack version actually, which is interesting because it's a flat pack version that actually has like full system wide access. Mm. You know how hard it is to find a flat pack that's not stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, there's gonna be someone on here that you know you know, is on the dev team of Flatpak and is going to take offense to that. Oh, yeah. Of and course. I'm not sorry. No. I mean, you shouldn't be sorry for anything that you say. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm really not. Um, look, man, if, if one of you are listening, or is listening, rather, um, I love Flatpak just as much as I love Snaps. Actually, I love Snaps a little more. But... <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I'm conflicted, right? Hold on a second. Wait a minute. If I remember correctly, when we first started this podcast, all you did was bitch and moan about snaps and flat packs. (laughs) And a year has passed. (laughs) (laughs) And someone has improved. Look, man, I give credit where credit is due. I mean, when when we first started this podcast, I hit Elementary OS and now I'm running it. So, you know, it's look, look, credit where credit is due. Okay. Let's just start at the top. Snaps and flat packs have improved themselves across the board. Um, they yeah. have significantly better uh, interface integration. Everything. Like I can't, I can't make fun of them anymore. They fixed all my issues. Yeah. Like they win. I'm sorry. No, it's, I, I, I like flat packs. Yeah, and snaps. I'm not a big fan of. Still, they see, still take a long time to boot up for me. Well, you know, they're a big giant wad file of data essentially because they store everything. See, that's the thing. Snaps are closer to, like, app images that auto-update. Yeah. Whereas flat packs are a little different because, you know, they store the uh, dependencies in a common folder and only download new dependencies when necessary, which is a cool design. But my issue with flat packs has to do with the permission system. So flat pack permission system seems to just be 
Like, whoever makes the flat packs, they just seem to, like, go too far. Like, um, like I complained in the last podcast, like, the wire flat pack for me, anyway, like, can't access my other drives. It can only access my boot drive. That's really annoying. Like, I know some people are like, well, who cares about that? Well, I mean, I don't store anything on my damn boot drive. So I can't do anything. No. I can't even drop files on there. It just, it irritates the hell out of me. Right. I can't do anything. That was a problem that I had with Wire, too, is, like, I would go to send you something, and, you know, the flat pack couldn't access, like, my home partition. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's It's really annoying. So, yeah, so basically I have to put everything into the home partition, literally everything. Or, <laughs> or, you know, I could use the, oh, I don't know, other eight terabytes that are in my damn machine by just installing the, you know, deb file, which is yeah. what I did. Um, the snap version of Wire does not have that problem for me. Mm. So, you know, it's just the maintainer. They just set that permission and, you know, fix it, please. Because I get wanting to be really really strict but it's an im client so come on really yeah uh same reason i use the normal discord client instead of the flatpak version i couldn't even drag and drop files wow yeah like it's just they go way too far so it's not really i guess it's not so much flatpaks i have an issue with it's just specific ones that i don't like like for example audacity audacity works fine i can have a full system access uh, LibreOffice works fine. Have full system access. Blender, same thing. GIMP, same thing. Krita, same thing. Inkscape, mm-hmm. same thing. It's just like some of them are just weird. Like I, I downloaded the Flatpak for Zero AD. That works beautifully. Hmm. I love it. I love Zero AD. Plus, you yeah. know, I don't have to like deal with the super slow repo either. Flatpak's right. repo is a lot faster of a download for me. Um, and then, you know, as far as snaps, it's basically the same problem, really. Some snaps just have really terrible permissions set up. Yeah. But the nice thing I like about snaps is it tells you what the permissions are usually on the page. Mm. Flatpak doesn't do that. I wish it did. Well, can't you, like, go into the application settings in GNOME for Flatpaks and modify them or see what they are? No, they're the permissions. The permissions are per app. The app sets the permissions. Yeah, but if you go into your GNOME settings panel and you click on applications on the left side, is that all like of the applications... Is that like a new feature? First off, I don't have GNOME. Yeah. But second off, is that like a new feature for controlling flat packs? Because if there's yeah. a way to do that... Oh, we'll see. You might be clearing up all my issues. <laughs> it's hard to believe what a year makes. But, you know, a year yeah. ago, when I would install Wire to Scored, it had hor- it just looked terrible. Yeah. Like, oh, it yeah. I absolutely atrocious. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not like you. I don't care that much. But when Wire looks like something from Windows 95, I question it. Yeah. When it looks like it's a freaking QT app running in GNOME. Yeah. It's like at least <laughs> blend in, which is funny because yeah. Wire's Electron. So. Yeah. I know. All right. Well, it's like, I, for me, it really bothers me when uh, an app doesn't take on the native. Um, what do you call it? Like the native styling of the uh, desktop environment. Oh, I absolutely agree. really freaking bothers me. But they and so really like that. Yeah. I haven't used uh, wire as a flat pack in a long time, but I had the same problem. And it was, it also was the same way in snap as well. 
Um, so yeah, I had I had issues with that. I tried but, I tried the snap version, and uh, it it works fine. It doesn't have that issue anymore, which is nice. Hmm. nice. Yeah, they've they both made great improvements. I don't know which one's going to win. I don't really care to be honest. Um, yeah, Flatpak already has one in my opinion, um, because like just about every distro now has flat packs by default. The and nice thing though about snap, snaps is that the snap snapcraft is so much nicer than flat pack. That's that's yeah. a, that's the sucky part. Like it's much nicer well, I mean, to go to the snapcraft store. Also, yeah. the snapcraft store has more stuff on it, which I don't understand. The thing is, it's like Ubuntu is the dominant. Um, distribution it still yeah. is even and, and i'm not just talking about desktops i'm talking about like you know enterprise i'm talking about servers and so like there and because snaps are the default on ubuntu it still has you know t- uh, it still Wait. has a, a place in the in the race you know but like flatpak is the one that's being used everywhere else like if if it's not Ubuntu, it's running a flat packs instead. So, I don't know. That's that's my take. I mean, the the Librem five is going to be using flat packs as the default package. Yeah, non- and I know why they're using that over like snaps because snaps are self contained and there's just no need for that on the Purism since it's the same hardware. Yeah, you know, like if 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 it was different hardware or you know whatever, snaps might be nice because snaps are much closer to like I said in a way app images because app images are huge, but I mean, you can take an app image and run it on like a, I don't know, 10-year-old version of Linux. Yeah. Which is, I mean, let's let's be real here. If you want to talk about the real king, it's app image. Yeah. Even though it doesn't... See, that thing that kills well, app images is it doesn't really integrate with the system at all. Not at all. Uh, like, like, if, if they figured out a way to do folder. that... Keep it in your downloads folder. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about that uh, third-party <laughs> thing that does it. You just have to keep it in your downloads folder. If they yeah. ever figured out a way to like have a store and make it integrate, and then you can download all the app images from the store, I think app images would blow everyone away. Because I mean, they just work. They're just so nice. Like you don't even realize that it's, you know, just any different than any other program. You just double click it and it opens. Or in the case of elementary, you single click it, which I hate yeah. by the way. I'm trying to get used to it. There's a uh, app image hub i think something like that yeah i know but i mean like they need something like proper and then they need like support you know like elementary and ubuntu and all them like building it into their software centers and stuff like that that's what they really need yeah. so what i hope happens and i said this last time but what i hope happens is elementary in uh gets support for uh snaps so yeah. i can sideload snaps and flat packs because i would just love that I've become spoiled by that sort of stuff. I'm not going to lie. Yep. Everyone everyone asks, well, why don't you just use Arch? Because Arch is a pain in the ass, and flat packs and snaps <laughs> are great. Like, they're really convenient. I hate to... Bur- I, hate, I honestly hate to say it, but they're extremely convenient. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, they're wonderful. I don't... Did, does... It's been a long time since I've used a flat pack on Manjaro. Are they still like? Are they integrated into the distro? I have what no idea I... if they're integrated into Manjaro, but they're ele- they're integrated perfectly into Elementary. Like they, you don't even notice that it's any different than downloading something off the software store. Like it's just perfect. 
You have to mm, reboot. You have to, you have to reboot after you install the first one for like the icons and for it to show up in the uh, uh, whatever that thing is called on the top left where you click it. The applications menu, I guess. Um, yeah. But after that, you don't ever have to do that again. So whatever. Oh, you have to install it. It looks like. For, uh, yeah. See, oh. I don't use flat packs in Manjaro. No, you know you have the almighty arch repo, so you know. Yeah. I mean, it's just the almighty arch repo might take out your system one day, but other than that, <laughs> you know. The only I've only ever run into one issue using. It's AUR. lovely when it does it, man. God, it's lovely when yeah. it does it. It's like, oh, oh goody, I guess I'm doing this today. Yeah. The, <laughs> there was <laughs> one. There was one time I had to. I was like working on a video, and. I like Caden Live kept crashing, and so I'm like, well, maybe I'll update, <laughs> maybe I'll update my system and I'll get a new version of Caden Live and it won't oh, crash. Yeah. How'd that work out for you? Yeah, the whole system died, and like my video, I didn't get to finish my video. I had to like <laughs> figure out what was wrong, and then I just decided, you know what, I'm just gonna reinstall. Yeah, um, that's another thing. I use Caden Live from uh, Flathub. And it yeah. actually works really well. I was kind of nervous because, you know, Caden Live is... It's yeah. a special, special, special oh, program. Yeah. It's like, the it's only... powerful. It is so yeah. powerful, but it is the most finickiest program I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Like, well, calling it unstable dude, isn't even accurate. It's just finicky. So, it's... The thing is, it's like, for a while, I didn't have any issues, like, recently. Yeah, and then, then you like, updated the last two like two or three videos i've made it's just crashed every other time i've used it mm. you know it's like it's so obnoxious but oh well i like Caden live it's the best open source video editor that i've used yeah Boy, how, how it's did actually we get really good. to this topic uh because this topic was far more interesting than talking about microsoft <laughs> definitely um oh you know what you know here's the interesting thing i learned the other day GTK doesn't stand for GNOME Toolkit. It stands for GIMP Toolkit. Yeah, I know. I didn't know. I thought it was GNOME Toolkit. No way, man. It was started by the GIMP people to make GIMP. Yeah. Oh, I, that's what I learned that. I was like, I, I knew that GTK was made by the GIMP team. But I was like surprised that it was they still work GIMP on it Toolkit too. for some reason. GIMP is awesome. Yeah. Good, good job. Even if GIMP dies, at least GTK will live on. Yeah. GIMP, dude, there's some cool features in GIMP recently that just came out in the last release. Yeah, they've been they've um, been heavily working on... Uh, they need to hurry up because Creed is going to like smack the floor with them if they don't start hurrying up. Yeah. Because well, the, they have I mean, a like, lot of stuff on the back burner that yeah. is like really cool, like a new UI overhaul and a whole bunch of stuff. And it's like they need to just get it done with and get it over with and, you know, yeah. get it done. Because the, the, Krita is going to crush them at this point. I want layer blending tools like you have in um, in Photoshop. That's what I want. I want to be able to like right click on a layer and then like be able to add a stroke to it automatically. Yeah, like that would be that's a freaking killer feature. I'm fairly the fact certain that you can't can do use that. that. I'm fairly certain you can do that inside of Krita. You should look into Krita. I, you man. can. Yeah, you yeah, can Krita do Krita. But, oh, many features. It's uh, nice. is like it's it's great, but it's also like I'm used to GIMP, and so I like GIMP better. Yeah, <laughs> well, no one's stopping you from using GIMP, sir. 
Yeah. It's just, I want these little, like, quality of life things. Like, one of the things that they just did in the in the most recent release is you can uh, view uh, pixels that are outside the canvas boundary. That's nice. Did you did you know that, dude? I oh, did not. It's, it's so cool. And there's a symmetrical drawing now, so you can, like, you can do symmetrical drawings. What I want also is to be able to, like, automatically tile the canvas and so you can draw anywhere and have it replicated across like the tiled canvas so you can do pixel art easier that's what i want why don't you just use a sprite for pixel art i like a sprite but again i prefer gimp because i'm familiar with it yeah but a sprite is like the god a sprite. of all pixel art editors yes but what if i want to do something that's like a huge image use a sprite yeah i mean a sprite handles massive images just fine i, I actually, know but i don't actually know camp. where you were going with that <laughs> i don't know either i, I like, just want i what if i want to like make a tiled texture and i want to use like uh gimp to do it that's the question but why would you do that when a sprite has a tiled mode like it has a mode why where doesn't it, gimp have a tiled mode that's the question i'm asking well, i mean that's why fine. are you I'm fighting me saying, on this? A, Look, man, A Sprite <laughs> just has all the nice features. I love it. It's, it's. I like A Sprite. It's good too. But there are features that GIMP has that A Sprite doesn't. For pixel art, I don't think GIMP outdoes well, I'm not talk- A Sprite. I'm not talking about pixel art. I'm that's talking what you like said. I'm it just, is. I'm, but I'm defeating your point here. Okay? What if Except I want to make a tiled image and I don't want to use A Sprite? I mean, you can use that make seamless thing. I guess if you want yeah to but that tile. sucks i want to do it like that manually. actually does a pretty good job a lot better job than you think it would no it every time i've used it it didn't it wasn't great and i'd have to go in and clean it up again well i mean yeah you're gonna probably have to clean it up because it's you know generated it gets been getting better someone keeps working on that thing and it just blows me away yeah yep Anyway, so everybody out there, that's the end of this story. Let us know what you think about this segment on this show. <laughs> and the, the oh, it was a good bits. segment. I don't even want to hear Always. it out of you. No, it was a good segment. Yeah, I was, yeah. I'm really happy with that. Uh, let us know what you think. Forum.heavyelement.io. Um, you can also uh, watch the video version of this if you're uh, uh, listening to the podcast. Uh, YouTube.com slash Topical. We got a vanity URL. Nice. I need a new chair. All right, did you hear about this? Firefox uh, just received a patch for a zero-day exploit. Yeah, um, so I updated to Firefox 72, and a few hours later, Firefox is like, please restart now. I'm like, what? Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, the thing about the thing about this is that uh, it's kind of a kind of a big deal. Yeah, this I mean, was, I mean, this was like a critical flaw. <clears throat> so what happened was I was on my Windows uh, virtual machine and I was doing some work. Unfortunately, had to be on there and uh, it was complaining because, you know, usually like Firefox will wait to ask to download a patch. But if Firefox is like, hey, you know, you need to restart to push the update, I, you know, it doesn't yeah. force you to. It's just usually that means that there's an exploit that it's fixing. So I restarted it. And then checked it, and it was like security fixes. And then I opened it up, and 
I was like, ah, okay. So then I switched back over to the Linux and, you know, ran it. And it was already there, too, as well. And I was like, wow. It must be pretty damn yeah. serious if Canonical was like, hey, uh, yeah, we, we need to update. <laughs> like, like, we need yeah. to update, like, right now. I, I didn't really... Um, I didn't really see what the exploit itself did, uh, but given how fast everyone worked to patch it and get it out to everyone, I would say it was probably pretty bad. Yeah, so it was uh, labeled CVE 2019-17026, and it had, basically what it was is a type confusion, um, and it would allow you to, uh, it would allow an attacker to uh, read out of bounds of memory limitations for certain uh, uh, variables. You could even um, like break out of like address space layer randomization. So like this was kind of a huge, huge deal. You could basically read any piece of memory memory you wanted from the system when when the attacker got it, and it was like remotely. Uh, it was able to be carried out remotely. Um, so huge, huge vulnerability. Uh, Plus, it also this the the uh, seventeen or I'm sorry seventy two point zero point one also had fixes for like six or something other uh, issues, including this one. So that's pretty crazy. If you haven't updated already, you definitely need to. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I updated straight away as soon as I saw that they forced an update to fix security issues. I was like, well, yeah, I'm gonna go on ahead and update. <laughs> I was just like. Yeah. You know what? That's kind of where like I draw the line, you know. Yeah. Like, because eh, you know sometimes I'm a little slow about updating because I'm like, eh, I don't really care. Right. Security. Oh, yeah. Only fixes though. It's like, eh, maybe I'll update. Yeah, I was uh, I was like, pretty lagged behind. <laughs> I was at version like sixty nine point zero or something. So I. What do you do? Never think... update your system at all? Just sit there, never updating. Yeah, I had like a thousand packages that I needed to update. <laughs> we were like three months out of date. How long? No, longer than that. Yeah, You're I love six bleeding edge. Out of date. I love, love bleeding, bleeding edge, edge packages. So you don't and update? that's why I don't update. Because then if I do, what if it breaks? <laughs> Just go back to Ubuntu for God's sakes, man. I just, that is you know what you know what when twenty point zero four LTS comes out, that's what you're moving to. I'll help no, you. No, I'll hold your hand. Definitely not happening. I'll hold your hand. Shh. I will hold your hand. It's okay. Stop touching me. <laughs> no, I like touching you. <laughs> no, oh, man. I don't know. Uh, it's... Like, to update your system, man. Like, come on. <laughs> like, even if even if you ran Ubuntu, it was only a thousand. Your packages. system, yeah, it only was only a thousand. Yeah, only. That's yeah, like sure. two days in Arch. That isn't two days, and you know it. That's like That's six two days. months. It's no, like six that wasn't. Months. Like, I'm pretty sure it was only a couple weeks. Like that, I hadn't updated. Yeah. It. Well, Firefox being at 69, considering it what Firefox updates every six weeks. So that was, yeah, it was at least three months. You were at least three months no, out it of wasn't. date. It was like six weeks. What are you talking about? Firefox updates 70? every six weeks. Oh wait, I, I said 69. Yeah, I guess that must have been. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like. I don't, I don't see why you would like. I don't see why you would update everything the and then be like, you know what? I'm happy with this version of Firefox. I don't want the new version. Click. <laughs> so you were at least two to three months out of date. That is ridiculous, man. You should, for well, shame. For they, shame. You know. 
There's there's your attack vector, everybody. Yeah, Gardner. <laughs> uh, no, oh. the thing about this vulnerability though was like it was so severe that the uh, U.S. Cybersecurity Infrastructure Agency um, like issued a, a warning that you needed to update. Like that's kind of rare for them to do that. How how often have you seen that agency actually like uh, issue a warning? Not too often, because they only really do it when it's really serious. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, the reason that they got this out so quickly is because that it was, uh, there was a, there was a, an exploit in the wild that was already taking advantage of it. Nice. Um, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I wonder which it's government it was. <laughs> uh, China. <laughs> uh, Mozilla actually, uh, credited, um, a Chinese-based security research company called Qiu or Qiu, maybe Q I H O O. Um, so that that's pretty cool. Or Q three hundred and sixty, Qihu. I don't I don't know. I'm gonna hmm. stop now. <laughs> it's fair. But yeah. Anyway, uh, good job Mozilla getting that patch out. Uh, good job Canonical and all the other distros for getting that patch out through the package manager so quickly um good job america <laughs> i'm like slap happy right now my dude i am like ridiculous why because you were three months out of date and had a thousand packages <laughs> no i hope everyone hounds you for that one after they listen what? to this whatever nobody listens this far into the podcast anyway oh there's a few people <laughs> helium does hello helium Hello, Helium. If you if you're listening to uh, if you're hearing this part right now, leave in the comments that you're the biggest fan of the show, um, either on the show notes or on the on the YouTube comments. Oh, that's a great idea because um, they really would be the biggest fans if they listen this far. Yeah, say I mean, it's I'm an the hour biggest. I'm the biggest fan of Off Topical. Fight me. Oh, <laughs> that's what you're gonna say in the comments. I'm wow. the biggest fan of Off Topical. Fight me. Wow. As Lunduk would say, I think we all need hugs in here. <laughs> yes. Lunduk is the one who's going to post that comment. We'll, you'll see. You'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. What else, what's going on in your life, man? You, wanna t- you just want to get personal for a second? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> no, I'd rather go back to talking about how you let a Linux system get three months out of date. Oh, whatever. D- Release no, it's, for it, no, you know like what? I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down on a sticky note, and I'm going to put it on my wall of sticky notes, and every time I look at it, I'm going to message you and be like, so Gardner, how'd you let your system? Did you update today? Actually, hold on. I did update today. Oh, let's, baby. Let's go to my updates. Let's oh, go to my boy. updates. Check it out. What'd uh, you get? Let's see. There is one update available from Thunderbird. And I updated today already. Dude, I love so. Thunderbird, man. I love Thunderbird, too. Thunderbird is, like, the best mail client. But it could be better. I have things. Have I you should, like, make a video. Mail client, by the way? No, I haven't. You know you know what you should do? Since we're just hmm. going to talk about random stuff since it's the end of the podcast anyway. Hmm. Um, you should start a video series where you try random Linux applications. Yeah. Like like ten minute videos, they don't really have to be that long. I mean, obviously, it'll take you a lot longer to research it and try it, so you can actually show it off. But like the elementary 
mail application, you know, it ain't half bad. I mean, Thunderbird hmm. is better, but I mean, it's hard to beat Thunderbird anyway. Yeah. It's based on like Geary or whatever. This is basically all it is really at this point. Okay. But it's nice. Like it's pretty slick. Geary is my favorite uh, user interface for a mail client. It, it really is nice. I will give them that. Oh, like so Geary, pretty. bravo to the Geary people. Heck yeah. I think it's it, one of the best um, GNOME 3 style applications. You know, I think it's their new design style that they need to move all their applications to. Yeah. To be totally honest. It's it's much better laid out than anything else. On the other hand, it also really feels like Thunderbird. Like, that's the other problem I have with it. It really... It feels like an uber-simplified version of Thunderbird. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing, because a lot of the features that are in Thunderbird, I'll never use anyway. Yeah. I don't use scheduling in Thunderbird at all. Nope. I don't... I, I, I don't really use it that much. Because uh, I have ProtonMail now. And uh, if ProtonMail uh, pay does, you know, I'd talk more about that, but... Um, mm. Actually, no, I'm going to talk about it. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I use Proton Mail now because you know Gmail sucks, and I don't really feel like running my own mail server. Yeah, you know, because you know it's a pain in the ass. It's so, a huge pain in the ass. Yeah, I've done it, <clears throat> and it's like really cheap. I think it's like five bucks a month. I don't have the other plan. I just like I, you know, I get I get a fair bit, and I've moved almost everything over away mm. from my Gmail. Can you believe that? That's pretty impressive. You know how long that took. <laughs> probably quite a long time you know how annoying that was i had to make phone calls to get some of those changes done oh my god yeah the only thing i haven't changed is my bank just yeah. because google's not going anywhere and if i forget to you know pay proton mail for some reason i don't really want to lose all that stuff yeah or would i lose it you know what i'm going to message them because if it rolls down to a free account then i'll do it i'll switch anyway mm. back to the original topic at hand here uh, I changed everything pretty much away from Gmail and put it. So naturally, of course, I'm not signing into Proton Mail because Proton Mail is like every time you go to the page, it's like, please sign in, and I'm like, oh. yeah, just, uh. like, what? He's like, you saved my login credentials. Why do I have to click a button? Why are you doing this to me? Anyway, um, so I just I set up Geary. I switched to Thunderbird in the end, but uh, yeah, Geary's pretty nice, man. Yeah. A lot of the GNOME apps are nice. You know, earlier in this podcast, you were nice enough to say that, you know, I like Elementary OS and I like Flatpaks and I like Snaps and all this stuff now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Um, you, you are right. Like, Linux is evolving to a point where a lot of these applications are, like, really robust. And quite frankly, I wish Windows had these some of these applications, like, built in. Yeah. Like well, everyone deserves know, the, these applications. Like they're they're core essentials that everyone uses, and you know what? They work. Yeah. The thing the thing is, I was watching this one video and I the other day, and it was like, uh, I think it was from Tom Scott, and I think it was like six years old or five years old or something like that. And and he was like talking about like if you use Mac OS, if you use Windows, it doesn't make a difference. If you use Linux, though. No, just no, right? And it's like, people, like, most of the people I know who had that attitude back then, like, five years ago, 
their attitude has changed toward towards Linux. Yeah, I mean, look at that. Even uh, if it's, yeah, sorry. Even if it's like, uh, even if it's just like, you know, I, I prefer Windows, but Linux is actually a totally viable option now. I mean, like uh, uh, Linus Tech Tips, he was like dead set against Linux for the longest time, and now and now they talk about it quite frequently on their yeah. channel. I mean, Linux is different, and I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was DistroTube or DistroQuest or, hell, it could have been EG. I don't know who it was. I think, hell, all of them could have said it. Is it DistroQuest? No, that's that's your thing. That's right. (laughs) It might have been you. It might have been DistroTube. It was someone. uh, What's his name? Chris Ware Digital. Could have been him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, But I was watching some video, and they made a good point about how everyone comes to Linux expecting Windows. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I, I don't really think about it, you know, I'm like, we're, we're biased because, you know, using Linux is the same for us as using Windows. Like, it's effortless. Yeah. So it doesn't like it's weird quirks and issues that crop up. We don't have to go to Google to fix them. We just, you know, we groan and we curse and we flip the table and then we fix them. Yeah. Well, maybe don't flip the table, but sometimes you do. Um, and... Like, I, I think that's the problem. Like, a lot of people come to Linux wanting Windows, when in reality what they want is Windows. Yeah. And and that's the big thing. So whenever I try to, like, convert people now, which I don't really do too often, but I do it every now and again, is that, you know, it's not Windows. So don't expect it to work like Windows. And if you have that mindset, you know, you might enjoy it more. And, and it's yeah. a really great thing. But, like, you know, like, look at the... What's his name? The, the Forbes guy who randomly tried linux one day to write an article and then like mm. fell into the fucking linux ocean yeah jason evangelo yeah like literally fell in it like yeah, yeah you know i'm gonna write an article for linux what do you guys think oh okay i'll write an article for linux two years later dude's walking around with like a full beard and a freaking massive shirt that says linux <laughs> like yeah and, and <laughs> like, like what half of you Linux podcast and and like half of the articles if not more <laughs> are about linux that he writes and uh, I met him at, in Denver, actually. I don't know if I told you that. No, you didn't. But yeah, I met him in Denver. He's a really, really cool dude. Really yeah. cool, super chill. I'm like, holy crap! Like, what <laughs> happened to him? Like, he, yeah. I don't really know him before this, so I don't know if he was ever against Linux. But I have to say, like, wow, just wow. Yeah. Like, cause you know we're we're very used to people going, "Ah, Linux sucks." Yeah. And and he tried Linux and was like, "Oh my god, I love you." Like what? I mean, that's great, but it's like just I was blown away because you know usually uh, journalists and stuff like him, especially tech journalists, they tend to just be so anti-Linux. Yeah. Like ridiculously anti-Linux. I'm looking at his like. Uh you know back his all the stories he's written for forbes for the last like three months literally all of them are are linux i don't think there's a single one here that isn't linux yeah oh yeah he only cares about linux now yeah it's pretty cool and you know he he was was actually telling me when we were in denver he said uh people were telling me that i really need to come to like a linux event and i kind of i kind of like wrote it off like you know oh it's just an event like but then he said as soon as I got here, everyone was so cool and welcoming and awesome that it was just an amazing experience. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, like, Linux is cool, but, like, the thing that makes Linux 
completely different from like windows is the community like the community aspect of being a linux user is such an awesome thing it's like it is a defining feature of the uh, of being a linux user being involved with the community talking with people meeting new friends oh yeah absolutely and it's so great because you know that. windows you know with windows you know you you're buying a product you're not really friends with microsoft in fact you can't be friends with microsoft there's no right person to be friends with but like but you can be friends with cortana <laughs> yeah if you like the government i guess <laughs> uh yeah that's creepy sad. anyway um <laughs> But but you know like like if you're a really big fan of uh, Gnome Web, which I think now is called what Epiphany? What's what's it called now? Yeah, Epiphany Gnome Web. I think is the actual term. Oh okay. The actual name. But you know if like if you really really like it, you can just j- join the IRC channel and just start chatting with the dude who made it and said you like it. You know probably yeah. appreciate that or she. I don't know if it's a guy or not. I don't really know. I know right. the original maintainer was a guy, but I don't know if it might be a woman now. Doesn't really matter. Point is. Yeah. You know, you can just, you know, you, you, you just find these people. You know, if, if you like elementary, you know, you can find Cassidy James. You'd be like, dude, I love your design work for, you know, elementary. Yeah. Cassidy is pretty cool. I yeah. Like it's, it's you, you know, there, there there's there's public faces to all these people that maintain and run these projects. And because it's not a paid platform designed solely to make money, you know, you, you network with them easier. Yeah. You know, like Microsoft has to be like really, really careful because, I, I, and don't get me wrong, like I'm sure that there's tons of Microsoft people, and there are actually tons that are, you know, very public. And if you like something, you know, you can message and all. But you know, they have to be very careful about what they say because you know, like the wrong thing gets taken wrong, and their stock tanks, or you know, depending on how high up there, yeah. you know, they just have to be so careful. With Linux, it really doesn't matter. Right. I mean, pending them saying something like really, really bad. Which is pretty. Oh rare. right. You well, know, I mean, it just look really at like the way Linus used to interact with the kernel mailing list. <laughs> oh, I liked, I liked the yeah. way Linus used to interact with the mailing list. I know everyone's like, ah, he's so much nicer now. I'm like, but nice doesn't get the job done. To be fair, yeah. it really doesn't. Like, I'm not saying he should be mean, but I never really viewed him as mean. I just viewed no. him as a guy who had to deal with thousands of people a day, and nobody was doing anything right. And the fastest way to do that was to be an asshole. Right. Like. That's how I view it. I don't really, I never viewed him as being mean. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I like this community a lot. I like even the, even the more abrasive people in the community. You're I think welcome. that they, yeah. Oh, that's why we're friends. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I just, it, being part of the community is just so great. And I don't even remember how we got on this topic, but I just wanted to say to everybody out there who's a part of the community, Thank you for being awesome. Um, yeah. Raven, I think that might be a good place to end it. What do you no, think? Hold on a second. There is what? a there is a GNOME maintained application called Marker, which is a markdown editor that supports uh, HTML and LaTeX conversion of markdown documents as well. What? Yeah. It's called since Marker. Since when? I don't know. Since forever. It hasn't had an update in a while, but it exists. It even has a sketch program in it. Oh my goodness. I'm going to install that and try it. Like what? <laughs> like why? Why was that never Why doesn't it come stock as part of uh Yeah, cuz like 
I mean, maybe you because are. it's not maintained anymore. Maybe. But no, it's still maintained. It's GTK three. Yeah, it was, it was the last update was two months ago. They added some stuff. Yeah, November sixth. Yeah, they updated the README and some stuff. I'm I'm downloading it from the AR. Why Why did like? Because the thing is, right? Like, in my opinion, what Hush. GNOME really needs is like a light word processor, Uh-oh. like just a really lightweight word processor. Not like all the features of LibreOffice, but just like a really simple one. I mean, ideally, it'd be nice if they had their own office suite, but I mean, that's 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 a lot of work. Mm. But like a really simple, and I mean, an actual word processor, freaking Gedit does not count. No, um, because you know, even like, come on, Windows has WordPad. Yeah. Unrelated. Did you know WordPad can open ODT documents? Uh, no. Yeah, I didn't either until like the other day. Huh? Had no idea. I had absolutely no idea that Microsoft even knew what the uh, ODT file format was. Right. <laughs> I thought it was just a thing that Microsoft hated. But anyway, Marker looks awesome, dude. Like it actually looks absolutely fantastic. Hmm. And I wrote an entire application that does more than this. And yet... Oh, really? Gnome already had one. Like, built in. Yeah, really? I wrote it in Vala. It was, it was a big project. It was fun. Oh, yeah, you were it. telling me about that. Yeah. And then the... Uh, see, for me, Markdown, I just use VS Code, or Code OSS, and I use... Yeah, but this thing Markdown. has, like, split view and everything. You can resize it, put images in there, all sorts of stuff, man. Yeah. The image thing is probably nice. Yeah, like that's it. that's awesome. <sighs> All right, I think I'm that might now. be it for this show. <laughs> I'm done now. I'm I'm sorry. I'm done talking now. That's all good, man. You can end it. Now. Um, yeah. The the did you realize that uh, Discord crashed while you were talking? Yeah, I did. Okay, you just kept talking. <laughs> I know. Yolo. <laughs> that's cool. YOLO, dude. Alright. I think that that's it for this episode. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, again, if you listened this far into the show, uh, be you need to leave a comment that says uh, I'm actually the real true fan of Octopical. Uh, yeah, because yeah, that's how that's how you that's how we know that you are awesome. But um, thank you for listening. That's the whole show. Uh, Raven, thanks for being here, my friend. Love being here. This is the Octopical Podcast. Let's talk it. Let's do this again soon. Oh. Nice. I need a new chair. <clears throat> you need a new chair? Yeah, this one's really squeaky and I can't move. Oh. It's fine. I won't edit the squeaks out. Good. Thank you. <laughs> I'll buy a new chair. Yeah, I need a new. I need a new chair. This one's kind of creaky too. You can hear it. Yep. <laughs>